Hello and welcome to episode 138 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, it's the Pivot episode. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And that bass and bravado in my voice tonight is related to the Central Florida pollen count. Who knew that palm trees contain so much damn pollen? But they do, and I am suffering with what they call seasonal allergies. So, Before we get to tonight's topic, of course, let's take a spin around the travel sphere. And guess what, folks? Tonight, we're going to focus on Florida. First up is from the Thank You Florida Department. We give you this stretch of I-4 is the most dangerous road in America. According to a new study by a Teltrack Navman, sounds like a superhero, but Teltrack Navman found that Interstate 4 between Tampa and Daytona Beach is the deadliest road in America. And get a load of these stats. I-4 runs east to west, roughly from Tampa to Daytona Beach, right around 130, 135 miles. The good thing about living in Central or even South Florida is if you are heading east and west and getting lost, eventually you're going to either run into the Atlantic Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico. If you get lost heading north to south, south far enough, you'll run into the Keys and in the water. If you're going north, you're on your own, and it could be three or four days before anybody finds you. But anyway, back to Teltrack Navmand. They grabbed stats over a five-year period and found that I-4, this 130-35 mile stretch of pavement, had 165 deaths during that period. That breaks down to 1.5 deaths, or 1.25 deaths, for each mile of the highway. And they went on to note that January is the most dangerous month on the road. The 10th is the most dangerous day of the month. And Sunday is the most dangerous day of the week. So the next time it is the 10th of January and the 10th of January falls on a Sunday, stay home. And in case you're curious, I did the research. 2022 is the next time that the 10th of January is on a Sunday. And since we're in Florida already, let's stay there for our next story from Boing Boing and probably every place else, every single Florida news outlet had this one. We have impatient Florida driver blasts through gate, jumps car over opening drawbridge. Yes, a Florida man harnessed his inner Beau and Luke Duke and went gangster in his SUV by plowing through a drawbridge gate and then jumping over the rising drawbridge rather than being just a tad bit more patient. And of course, this driving bravado was caught on traffic cameras. And while this stunt isn't exactly on par with what those Duke boys did, I still watched it at least a half a dozen times. But wait, there's more. There's always more when it comes to Florida. Just last month, the Daytona chief of police posted a video showing a biker on a motorcycle jumping the same exact rising drawbridge. But of course, his was during Daytona Bike Week, so I'm willing to bet that there was alcohol involved. Possibly the work of those Daytona Duke boys. You never know. On tonight's topic, the pivot episode. 
pivot. According to dictionary.com, the word pivot is to pivot is to turn or rotate like a hinge or a basketball player pivoting back and forth on one foot to protect the ball. When you're not talking about a type of swiveling movement, you can also use the word pivot to mean the one central thing that depends upon something else. If you're a fan of the TV show Friends, you might be familiar with the term pivot. Think season five, episode 16, the one with the cop. I had to look that up. I'm not that much of a Friends fanboy. And the word pivot has its own Friends definition. Yes, there is a thing called a Friends dictionary, I guess. The Friends term pivot. Definition, something Ross screams when trying to move a couch up some stairs. Translated into today's terms, it's the same, but it's something you scream when trying to find the right angle with your selfie stick. Pre-2020, pre-COVID, pivot was a word that I rarely, if ever, used. This past year, the word pivot has been used to describe how things in both my personal life and my business life have been forced to change. And I know I've used the word pivot in at least six of the last 12 months worth of podcast episodes. Back to the definition. You can use the word pivot to mean the one central thing that something depends on. So the central topic of this podcast depends on travel stories. It's in the name, more specifically the word travel. When it comes to stories or adventures, I have more of them than a bowl of alphabet cereal. If you're not familiar with alphabet cereal, it was a hit in the 70s and that was kind of their tagline for the commercials. And since I'm a numbers nerd, here's my travel stats for the last six years. And make no mistake about it, I've said it before, all road warriors keep track of their trips, their days on the road, as well as their status level for every single reward program they are enrolled in. So my rundown, 2016, 56 trips, 163 days on the road. 2017, 47 trips and 163 days on the road again. 2018, 51 trips and 248 days on the road, 67 trips and 235 days on the road. And there will often be two trips in a week. That's why there's 67 and 56 trips. 2020, 21 trips and 70 days on the road. And 2021, year to date, seven trips and right around 19 or 20 days. These numbers come from TripIt, which I've used since right around 2011. It tracks trips, days, builds itineraries, all that good stuff. So since 2011, it's been 467 trips, uh, 1,654 days on the road, 220 cities, many of those having several visits. And that's only 11 out of the 21 years of business travel. And the reality is that over the past 12 months, my travel has decreased. And being a number guy, if I look at my 2020 number of 70 days, and had it been a typical year, I more than likely would have been, again, well over 200 days on the road. And all this leads to the reality that the travel part of travel stories has been and will continue to decrease. And over the past few months, I've been asking myself, well, what do I do to keep my content current? So I could, of course, talk about credit card promotions, There are no less than a dozen credit card sponsored podcasts and websites already doing that. I could talk about travel hacks and yeah, I could, I've done it in the past, but this is not a video format and listening to an audio format of that week after week, quite frankly, is boring. 
I could post more road trip format, yeah, but since I'm not traveling quite as much, I could concentrate on my towns I like segment, which I probably will, but with visits to 220 towns, there's limited content there. And quite honestly, I didn't like all 220 towns. How about my off the eaten path segment? This isn't really a food podcast. The market is flooded with those. And of course there is the monthly crazy travel roundup and there's something there while I'm not traveling as much, the rest of the world still is. And my RSS feed keeps up with that as well as the incidents involving anything Florida crazy related. But since the monthly crazy travel roundup has monthly in the name, it really wouldn't make sense to try pulling off the weekly crazy travel roundup. Again, there's enough monetized podcasts and websites already doing that. Back to the word pivot and my realization after some time spent reflecting that this show needs to do the same. Now, if you get in the Wayback Machine, there used to be a music TV channel called VH1, and they produced a show behind the music, and its premise was really a deep dive into bands and their music. Or as Wikipedia put it so much better, Behind the Music is a documentary television series on VH1. Each episode profiles and interviews a popular musical artist or group. The program explores their beginning of the career, their road to success, and of course, any hardships they may have encountered along the way. And I truly anticipated the release of each weekly episode. There was Alanis Morissette, The Goo Goo Dolls, Paula Cole, Bare Naked Ladies, Yes, the 90s, and my college of musical knowledge is firmly situated in the 80s and and 90s. So what about a Behind the Traveler series? I'm kind of already doing that, and since most of my co-workers aren't traveling as much either, there really wouldn't be a lot of longevity on that if I wanted to get them involved. Since I'm a numbers guy, I started looking at the metrics of the past episodes, everything that I've ever posted, and the most downloaded episode was Hello Again from Our New Home. And this was a 2018 blog post that I had decided to add a podcast track to, because I had been dabbling on podcasts a little bit on SoundCloud, but not really. And at the time, I had just relocated, or a couple years before, from South Florida, where I wrote for their Hype South Florida blog site. When I moved here, I started writing for Hype Orlando and they, the newspaper here, and they ended up folding that program down. So I hopped over to Hype America, and that was the premise for the uh, the blog post. And like I said, I just threw down a, a quick track, podcast track. I think it was 13 minutes long from SoundCloud. And the trouble I had with SoundCloud was that most of the promotion that for travel stories had to rely on me, and I'm not a marketing guy. When Anchor came along, who's actually hosting this now, I decided to repurpose that episode and post it just to see what happened. So I think the reason for the heavy downloads or traffic on that episode was it was right when Anchor was taking off and as they were getting off the ground, they were doing a lot of promotions and everybody on Anchor was listening and promoting other people's shows. So I think that's why that particular episode, and it was a short episode, like I said, 13 minutes, I think that's why that one had so much traffic. Then after that, I started looking at, well, really, where does the the bulk of my downloads come from? Right off the bat, it was destination vacations type shows like Niagara Falls, anything with the name and the title of a destination. Of course, the crazy travel roundup, always a fun episode. 
people love anything with the word crazy in it. <laughs> Off the Eaten Path, my series of state-by-state -state food stops. And then it came down and was split fairly evenly between the gift guides, gear information, beer, of course, and just general life thoughts or input. So in the words of Ron White, I told you that to tell you all this, travel stories is going to change or pivot. And depending on your viewpoint, it's either a big change or a little change. And for the foreseeable future, the plan is to release two episodes each month. One episode will be the monthly crazy travel roundup. Why? Well, because it's entertaining and because it's entertaining. The other episode will be focused on things that interest me. And while I loathe the term lifestyle blog, lifestyle vlog, lifestyle podcast, that's what I'll be talking about. However, I will be talking about it through the eye point or the views of somebody that's made 56, almost 57 revolutions around the sun and not somebody with a paltry 20 or 25 revolutions. For example, and I've talked about this before, at the age of 26 or 27, I desperately wanted an American Express gold card. This was, I don't know, 91, 92, just coming off the heyday of the 80s. And for reference, a few years prior to my desire to have this, I was having a mullet, tucking my guest jeans down inside my New Balance high tops. Yes, a complete and total visual. But somehow, somebody at American Express decided that issuing me, somebody making eight or nine bucks an hour at the time, issuing me an American Express gold card was a fabulous idea. And within a few months, I managed to rack up a monthly bill close to half of my monthly take-home pay. 30-something years later, let's just say that my tastes and purchases are guided by knowledge. No, make that knowledge and experience and not by marketing. So again, reflecting, yet another term that I loathe, I discovered a core set of things, subjects, whatever you want to call it, that interests me. And here's a peek at how the sausage is made. When something interests me, I'm all in as an all in. I need to read every article, every blog post, and watch every video about it. My current interest list is as follows. And I even wrote this down, right? travel. And I honestly see nothing changing here. You know, growing up, my dad never loaded us all in the car and took us to a local amusement park. I think maybe in my youth, I know we went to Disneyland in 1969, 1970, because we lived out there. But I think when we moved to Florida, maybe one visit to Disney World, that was it. No, my dad would load us up in the car and take us someplace like Yellowstone, Washington, D.C., and even Dodgertown in Vero Beach, Florida, probably one of the most memorable weekends or long weekends that we ever had at the time. Uh, Dodgertown was where the uh, LA Dodgers held spring training and somehow my dad got us in there for three or four days. It was, it was a great time. I will always remember that trip. Libations, pick your poison, beer, brown liquor, feel free to throw in a winery or two. Food, while I have been accused of eating like a third grader, my uh, palate is a bit more complex and sophisticated than that, but I do love eating wings and barbecue off of styrofoam plates, but I also love eating a five-course meal right down to the cloth napkins and the little guy that comes over and brushes all the crumbs off the tablecloth. Cigars, an always developing interest, and while many will tell you that their love of cigar smoking allows them to spend an hour or two enjoying a cigar and unwinding at the end of the day. 
My take on cigar smoking is that it should be a chance to celebrate the day's successes and wins, even if it takes an hour or two. Arts and crafts, this was instilled in me by my mom at a very early age. I love nothing more than sitting down with a block of wood and a knife and carving a figurine or an ornament for the tree each year. Need a signed wood burned? I'm the guy, I'm glad to help. I've weaved leather, molded copper, my first real post high school job was building custom upholstered furniture. And I spent about seven or eight years doing that while I attended electronics classes, like component electronic classes. We were doing board level repair stuff. And to this day, I am still enjoy working with my hands. Powerlifting, strength training, given my age, I can feel a little bit of wear and tear on my body. That being said, the iron never lies. You can walk outside and listen to all the talk. Get told that you're a god or that you're a total bastard. The iron will always kick you the real deal. Friends may come and go, but 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. And while I wish I could claim that as my own, I can't because that quote belongs to Henry Rollins. And there's something about walking up to a loaded bar and having no idea if you're going to be able to bench it, squat it, or pull it up off the ground in a deadlift. And that's what it's all about. That's what keeps you honest. EDC, Everyday Carry, talked about this before. All of us have items that we take with us every day. Some of us have an arsenal of items that we carry with us every day. Mine changes on a regular basis. It can be based on the season, based on a wardrobe, just kind of based on the mood that I'm in. So we're planning to talk a little bit about that. Watches, ever since 1974, when I found a Seiko chronograph in the gutter of my Dallas, Texas neighborhood, and I wish I still had that watch, I've been hooked on watches. While my collection isn't worthy of its own YouTube channel, I totally appreciate a solid automatic movement and something that doesn't require charging at the end of the day. Fishing, it's hard to remember a time in my life when I didn't fish. My passion is truly fly fishing. And while, like most people that fly fish, I also dabble in tying my own flies. Very relaxing. I love nothing more than getting on a stream, which don't get the opportunity to do down here in Florida that much. But as the sun comes up and the mist is rising up off the water, it's a beautiful way to start your day. And then finishing that up, it's the productivity, the morning routines, the self-care, not sure what you actually call it, self-improvement, who knows. But I enjoy those things that make me a better person, spouse, employee, friend, et cetera, et cetera. My ever-expanding interests currently include, and these are things that I'm learning more and more about, coffee. And I'm not talking about a K-cup or a couple of scoops and eight ounces of water in the Mr. Coffee talking about out and browning it you know weighing out the grounds measuring the water preheating the coffee mug all that nerdy stuff maybe i'll be a numbers nerd and a coffee nerd who knows pens for over 30 years i've prided myself on carrying some sort of a writing instrument well beyond the disposable pen that you find at the hotel check-in i'm talking about the type of pens and writing instruments that if you lend someone you make it a point of having it returned to you. And of course, that being said, I did lend a Mont Blanc Platinum Ballpoint to a young teacher about five or six years ago, only to never have it returned. I doubt to this day that she even realized what that pen was worth. I do still have my very first Mont Blanc. It's a rollerball. I probably had it 31, 32 years. Cooking, I've dabbled in this for years. 
Uh, the CEO and I have taken a couple cooking classes in the last 12 months, but I really want to concentrate on the specifics of cooking, not crock pot and instant pot, the set it and forget it stuff. That's easy. I'm looking more towards maybe grilling, not just burgers and chicken, but smoking some meats, some chickens. And if history plays out like I usually do with something that I like, I'll probably have a smoking rig by fall. So there it is, 13 distinct things that interest me, possibly 14 by the summer. Those things translate into episode topics. Combine that with the monthly crazy travel roundup, and that's a year's worth of twice monthly episodes. And as always, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to download and listen. Who knows, this pivot could be a positive or a negative. I'm leaning more towards the positive side. But if you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. That's podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. If you have a question or comment, you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.com or email me travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.